the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Victory Lane with Reverend Lawrence Gray Sr., Associate Minister of Grace Bible Fellowship, Antioch, California, where Kirkland A. Smith is the senior pastor. Now, Victory Lane. Welcome once again to Victory Lane and come with us now as we travel down the highway of life serving God and building up the kingdom of God by the preaching and the teaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ to a lost and dying world. Our subject today is a continuation of the teaching of the book of the Apostles of the Acts. And we are looking at Paul on his first missionary journey. He is journeying with his fellow uh, co-worker who is Barnabas on the first missionary journey. So we covered Acts 13, we're on 14. So let us look at at Acts 14, verses 1 and 2. Now it happened at Iconium that that they went together to the synagogue of the Jews and so spoke that a great multitude, both of the Jews and of the Greeks, believed. I'm reading from the New King James Version. But the unbelieving Jews stirred up the Gentiles and poisoned their minds against the brethren. There will be folks along the way in the church and in your life who will stir things up in your life, who will stir things up just to get things started, okay? These folks who stir things up want to just mess things up, okay? They don't, or they see a thing that's going well, so they want to just come in and say some things or do some things to disturb what is happening. It happens in the church, oh, a lot maybe, or sometimes. But, and then you get people who, because of stuff is being stirred and it bothers their spirit, they want to leave their particular church because of somebody else stirring up stuff. Well, when you get out of that church where folks are stirring up stuff, when you get to the next church, you'll find some stuff still being stirred up. Hold fast. Don't move unless God tells you to move. Amen. So let's continue. But the unbelieving Jews, in verse 2, says, stirred up the Gentiles and poisoned their minds against the brethren. That's what they did. They're poisoning their minds against the believers in the body of Christ. People will and tend to do that at times. Now, here is what happened. Verse 3, therefore, this is Paul and Barnabas, they stayed there a long time speaking boldly in the Lord, who was bearing witness to the word of his grace, granting signs and wonders to be done by their hands. 
Paul and Barnabas did not leave because folks were stirring up stuff. They stuck, they stuck and stayed. They stuck and stayed. They stayed and they continued speaking boldly, preaching and teaching the word of God and who was bearing witness of his grace by the Holy Spirit. God was granting signs and wonders. Okay, now verse 4 reads like this. But the multitude of the city was divided, part sided with the Jews and part with the apostles. Sometimes there will be divisions even in the church. And if there comes a point of division in the body of Christ, we are to work it out together in prayer and come to a happy medium or a or uh, on one accord, work the problem out. Okay? And when a violent attempt was made by both the Gentiles and the Jews with their rulers to abuse and stone them, they wanted to stone Paul and Barnabas because they're teaching the word of God. Some were with them and some were not. Some folks will be for you and some will be not. But you just got to do and continue to do the right thing, whether they're for you or against you. You must stand on the word of God. You must stand for what's right. You must stand for the truth, okay? So this is what happened. They wanted to stone them. But in verse 6, they became aware of it and fled to Lystra and Derby, cities of Lyconia, and to the surrounding region, and they were preaching the gospel there. Iconium to Lystra was about 20 miles south of, uh, of Derby, and Derby was about 60 miles. So they're on a ship, and they're traveling all these different cities, and they're still preaching the word of God. They're on a mission to tell a dying world that Jesus Christ is Lord, that he died for the sins of the world, that he shed his precious blood, and that he rose from the grave, and that he sits at the right hand of the Father, and that he is there petitioning for you and for me to become one of his children so that we can inherit eternal life. And the, the part that's happening here is they're spreading the word to the Gentiles who are not of the Jewish race. And if you're not a Jew, you are a Gentile within the word of God in the Bible. Nothing wrong with that because God made his word available for us all, but he chose the Jewish people as the chosen race to be his people, to spread the word, to be his children. Like I said before, he had to choose somebody, so he chose the Jews. So don't get mad at the Jews. People get mad at the Jews and want to kill the Jews and persecute the Jews for what? Yeah, they had a battle over there. They, 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 they did some things. We all did some things. But the Jews have been persecuted for, for a long time for ill-gotten reasons. So don't get mad at the Jews. They're God's chosen people, whether you like it or not, and you cannot change that. It's in his word. It's in the Bible. That's it. That's all. Now, let's continue. So they went to 
the cities of Lyconia and the surrounding region. Now, let's see what happens. We're in verse 8. And in Lystra, a certain man without strength in his feet was sitting a cripple from his mother's womb who had never walked. Okay? He is a paraplegic in today's terms. This man heard Paul speaking. Paul observing him intently and seeing that he had faith to be healed, said with a loud voice, stand up straight on your feet, and he leaped and walked. Huh? This is God doing a miracle through Paul. Okay? Check this out. Now, when the people saw what Paul had done, they raised their voices, saying in the Lyconian language, the gods have come down to us in the likeness of men. Okay? They are looking at Paul and Barnabas as gods who are men. And when they say gods, these are the Olympian gods, the Greek Olympian gods, whom they worship, okay? And Barnabas they called Zeus, that's the Olympian god, and Paul Hermes, because he was the chief speaker, okay? They think Zeus and Hermes are in their presence right now. Then the priest of Zeus, this is the priest of the, uh, 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 of the Greek temple. He's the priest whose temple was in the front of their city, brought oxen and garlands to the gates, intending to sacrifice with the multitudes. So what's happening here, Paul and, and Barnabas are together, and this miracle has happened. Paul had told the man who had faith, stand up and walk, and he rose up and walked, and all the people were excited and saying, these are the gods. So now they want to sacrifice unto them. What they want to do, they want to give them gifts. Give them gifts. Sacrifice and give them gifts of, of, uh, uh, of garlands and, and oxen and, and stuff. They want to bring it to the gate and say, this is you. This is for you for doing what you did. Be mindful, pastors, preachers, elders, and the like, when you do something well for others in the name of God, not to do it for vanity or material wealth or monies to, in serving God. Be careful that we do not, I'm speaking with, to myself too, get caught up in what people would do nice for us in, in taking the the focus off of God and putting it upon ourselves, okay? Be careful that that doesn't happen. And it doesn't happen much, but it can. We must be mindful when we're serving God, preachers, pastors, elders, and the like ministers, that we are serving God, but God will bless us through other people. Let's not let the blessing become a, a burden where we get too entangled with it, okay? Now, verse 14, but when the apostles, Barnabas and Paul heard this, they heard about, they're going to sacrifice unto us. They're going to give us stuff. They tore their clothes and ran in among the multitude. 
tearing your clothes back then was a sign of grief, a sign of sorrow, a sign of, uh, uh, of lamenting, you know, you're, you're sorrowful about what is taking place. And they were crying out in verse 15, saying, men, why are you doing these things? We also are men with the same nature as you and preach to you that you should turn from these useless things to the living God who made the heaven, the earth, the sea, and all things that are in them. So Paul is expressing to them, turn away from this idol, these idol things. These things don't mean nothing. And turn unto the God who created heaven and earth and the sea and everything that is in them. You can read that in Genesis, the first book of the Bible. So much for the Big Bang Theory. So much for evolution. Bang. Can you really... Okay, 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 okay. Can you... It's so facetious to me. It's so outrageous to me. It's so incredible to me. It's so uh, uh, baffling to me that one could think, that one could think a Big Bang Theory happened and we just were created. That's totally crazy. Now, here's another one. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. That's me. That's me. That's my thinking. I'm going on the word. Now, here's another one. Evolution. The man came from the ape. Oh, my God. Where's he at? Where's the gorilla at that we came from? Where's he at? Oh, over there in Africa. Oh, in Tanzania. Oh, in Zimbabwe. How come those gorillas and apes have not evolved since? It's pretty simple. If they evolved from a, if we evolved from an ape or a gorilla or or a, a monkey, a orangutan, a bamboo, bamboo is that what it is? A bamboo. If we evolved from that, how come it hasn't happened again? Because it is not. It has not happened. That's why Paul said, "Turn away from those idle things, those useless things, to the living God who made." Heaven and earth, the sea, and everything that is in them. You can believe it or not. It's your choice. I don't believe God. I don't believe no such thing there is a God. I do not believe it. Fine. You will believe one day because every eye shall see him, every knee shall bow, and every tongue shall confess. If you don't see him here, you're you going to meet him on the other side. When you leave here, this temple, this body, this shell that you're in goes back to the dust. You believe then when you rise up and your soul attaches itself back to your body and you'll meet him face to face. Okay, okay. Believe what you want to believe. Okay, now. Who, verse 16, and bygone generations allowed all nations to walk in their ways. Before God made himself known, he allowed mankind to walk 
in the way they wanted to walk, do what they wanted to do. But once he made himself known that he is God, he no longer he no longer smiled on that or winked at that or just uh, acknowledged that. Okay. Nevertheless, he did, verse seventeen. Nevertheless, he did not leave himself without a witness. That witness is Jesus Christ. In that he did good by giving us Jesus Christ. Okay. And then he gave us rain from heaven and fruitful seasons. Okay. This was before Jesus Christ. I'm getting ahead of myself. But he made himself known when he gave us rain from heaven and fruitful seasons. In other words, I give, I give rain, I let it rain, and the crops grow. All the crops of the field grow so that you can eat having fruitful seasons, okay? Filling our hearts with food, what? With what? With food and gladness. If it don't rain, the crops ain't going to grow. Who makes it rain? God. Not the weatherman. Oh, our forecast for the day, we can see rain in the elevation of the, of, the, of the chart today, and we see it coming over here, and it's going to rain. Participation is coming here, and it's going to rain pretty heavy right here, and it's going to rain, and it might, and it does. But they don't make it rain. They have charts, meters, and they read, and it looks like the clouds, and they have signs, and they can tell it's going to rain. But God, at any given time, can change it. At any given time. Time, he can change it. I write about that in that book right there. I write about God changing the weather. You should read that. That is so powerful. That is so good. I can't even tell you about it. (laughs) Read it for yourself. Read it for yourself. It's a page turner. I ain't trying to sell it. I'm giving a message. It's a good message. You'll love it while there's no sex in heaven. Anyway, let's get back here. Now, I'm on my phone, okay? There's many versions of the Bible on my phone, but I study my Bible in my Bible book, okay? That's just me, okay? Now, and these and with these sayings, they could scarcely restrain the multitudes from sacrificing to them, even though we are telling you that God is in complete control, even though we are telling you that it is God who has done this miracle that made this man walk, even though we are telling you and and preaching to you that it is God who has done this miracle, the multitudes could hardly restrain themselves, okay? Verse 19. Then Jews from Antioch, and Iconium came there, having persuaded the multitude, they stoned Paul and dragged him out of the city, supposing him to be dead. The people who stir up stuff will stir up stuff so people can stone you. How do they stone you? With words, accusations, fal- fal- falsities. They stone you. They're telling people. in. I'm talking about church folk now. I know I'm talking about y'all. They stone you, backbiting, gossiping, stoning you, hoping that you will die. Literally not hope, but in your spirit. 
and then they're telling all these falsities and lies upon you. People would do that. But check this out. And they thought they were dead. However, when the disciples gathered around them, he rose up, went into the city, and the next day he departed with Barnabas to Derby. They thought he was dead. He got up. He was hurt. But guess what? God touched his body, and he went back into the city. And with Barnabas, they departed. Now, this is what happened. They went to Derby. 21. And when they had preached the gospel to that city and made many disciples, they returned to Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch. They're going back over where they went already. Reminding, refreshing, reteaching, strengthening the souls of the disciples, exhorting them, encouraging them to continue in the faith and saying, we must through many tribulations enter into the kingdom of God. You are going to go through some things. You are going to go through some trials, some tribulations, some heartaches, and some pains entering into the kingdom of God. That's life. That's the way it is. Why me, God? Why not you? It's your turn. Many trials, many tribulations, but God will not bring you to a place where he will not sustain you and bring you through. Remember that last storm you went through? Look at you now. You know, they say you're either going through a storm, been through a storm, or getting ready to go through. He will sustain you. Okay. And when they had preached the gospel to that city and made many disciples... They returned to Lystra and Iconium and Antioch, 22, strengthening the souls. This is why they, they strengthening the souls, exhorting them to continue in the faith. We must go through many tribulations. So when they had appointed elders in every church, these are elders of the church, and prayed with them and fasting, they commended them in the Lord, to the Lord, in whom they believed. They commended them to the Lord. And after that, they passed through Pisidia. They came to Pamphylia. Now, when they had preached the word, I'm in verse 25, in Perga, they went down to Attilia, and from there they sailed to Antioch, where they had been commended to the grace of God for the work which they had done. They going to a lot of places, miles and miles apart, preaching the gospel, preaching the gospel, telling the world about Jesus. You are a missionary. If you are a Christian, you are a missionary. Your job is from Matthew, the, 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 the 28th chapter, verses 19 through 20. 18 through 20. Read it for yourself. Go ye therefore into all the world, all the nations, baptizing, teaching them to observe all things, whatever I have commanded you, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Huh? Teaching to observe all things I have commanded of you. And lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the world. You to tell somebody about Jesus. That's your mission. What am I going to tell them? That he died on the cross. Shed his blood for my sins. Rose from the grave. Sitting at the right hand of the Father. Petitioning for you and me. And if I accept him, and if you accept him, you will have eternal life. Don't mean your, don't mean, hey, hey, let's check this out. It does not mean 
your life is going to be like a bed of roses from the moment you accept Jesus Christ and you become a Christian. No, it doesn't mean that. What it does mean that God has you sealed, sealed and redeemed by the blood. And it does mean that you are a child of God. And it does mean that you will meet Jesus one day. And it does mean that God will protect you. And it does mean that God loves you. And it does mean that Jesus will keep you through it all, through it all, through it all. And you will spend eternity in, with him in heaven. That's what it does mean. Let us continue. Now, when they had come together, now when they had come and gathered the church together, they reported all that God had done with them and that they had opened the door of faith to the Gentiles. So they stayed there a long time with the disciples. So Paul and Barnabas are reporting everything to, to the elders, to the church, what God has done in redeeming the Gentiles and giving them salvation by the blood of Jesus Christ and all the miracles he has done along the way. And he's letting them know and everyone is rejoicing. And so they stayed there a long time with them, with the disciples. What were they doing? Teaching, preaching, praising, worshiping God through his son, Jesus Christ. And we're going to continue with chapter 15 next week. Be sure to tune in. Join us next week as Reverend Ray continues his teaching on the book of Acts. You can hear all Reverend Gray's teaching on the book of Acts at gospel1190.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.